This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. I'm Molly Dyer. The date of this episode is April 28th, 2021. Wherever in the world you are, I hope you were able to view that beautiful pink moon night before last. That's our full Beltane moon. Even though it will be waning on the Sabbath, she is still beautiful. And it's a comfort to me to know that no matter where on this planet you are, Australia, Egypt, Colombia, the U.S. and Canada, Ireland, the Czech Republic, wherever, we all look at that same moon. I hope your full moon was as lovely as mine was. Also, let's train our police officers the difference between a taser and a goddamn gun, so maybe they'll stop killing all the black people. The topic of today's episode is Beltane. This Saturday, here in the Northern Hemisphere, we celebrate Beltane. But that's not to forget about my listeners and my friends in the Southern Hemisphere celebrating Samhain. Blessed Samhain to all of you. I hope your Samhain celebrations are sacred. Beltane is a Gaelic word that means bright fire. It's the midpoint of the spring equinox and the summer solstice, or right between Ostara and Letha. Beltane is a cross-quarter point in the wheel of the year. Depending on where you live, it might still be pretty chilly or even cold at Beltane. Here in Amarillo, it's still pretty chilly at night and sometimes during the day as well because we are not part of the rest of the Texas climate. But Beltane is a fire festival, so if one wanted to gallivant and dance, naked perhaps under the full moon, to celebrate this very popular Sabbath, one need only do so around the roaring bale fire to keep warm. Beltane is a fertility festival as well, and sometimes there's nudity. If you've ever seen a maypole, which is a tall pole, possibly a caber in some places like Scotland, that gets wrapped in colorful ribbons by people dancing around the pole in opposite directions, weaving these ribbons. It's representative of a phallus, a big old dong, a wang pole, the May Dick. It's the Beltane Wiener. Beltane is a celebration of the beginnings of summer. Since the Gales and the Proto-Gales were primarily herdspeople, Beltane was a time when these herdsmen would protect their herds for the coming months to be fruitful, healthy, and to provide for them what the village and villagers needed, like food, primarily, but also wool from the sheep and mohair from the goats, all to spin into yarn for clothing and warm blankets. Skin from the cattle made clothing and also something warm to sleep beneath on a cold night. The herdsmen would trot their herds, whatever sort of beast they may be, through the smoke of the bale fire, or Beltane fire, to protect their herd. Maybe not the whole herd was there, but surely a token few to represent the entire herd. It was also traditional to take some of the hot coals from the Beltane bale fire, after the festival had ended, to light the hearth fire in their home. This ensured the greening of the land in their village and would also protect their home and the inhabitants, as well as their herds, crops, and their own lives. These days, we celebrate Beltane as a fire festival, a flower festival, a celebration of life and the creation of new life, of course, and yeah, I'm talking about sex, with revelry and shenanigans and often too much drink, dancing, 
laughter and raucous, debaucherous merrymaking, or sometimes with a simple ritual for a solitary. I used to belong to a wonderful organization around the Austin, Texas area called the Council of Magical Arts. It's a 501c3 organization that puts on a camping festival for Beltane and another for Samhain, and things go on all year round as well. It's the longest running pagan festival in Texas. While the Samhain festival was always my favorite, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a Samhain kind of a girl, I'm that kind of witch. The Beltane festivals were legendary for their mix of reverence for the Beltane Sabbath itself, the folklore of the story, and the land on which the festival was held. And the other side of that coin is a joyful, bawdy revelry that included drumming around a huge revel fire, even in the rain, all night long, while people danced around the fire in beautiful costumes, or in various stages of dress or undress, and sometimes nothing at all. I mean, it's Beltane. There's a fire. Take your clothes off. <laughs> Couples, threesomes or foursomes or moresomes, would canoodle around the fire, sharing a bottle of something delicious and potent until retreating to someone's tent for uh, uh, some adult fun. How about that? You get what I'm saying. It's a camping event on 101 acres at a magical place called Spirit Haven Ranch. We've moved away far enough now that it's no longer feasible for us to make it out to festival anymore. But, but if you want more information about the Council of Magical Arts, or CMA, and the festivals, visit Magical, and that's magical with a CK, dash arts.org. I'll also post that link on the description for this episode. CMA is an inclusive organization that includes people from just about every pagan tradition you can imagine as well as Christians, atheists, Luciferians, everybody is welcome. If you're in the Central Texas area or are willing to travel, look them up. I have a friend who used to come to festival from Japan every year that tells you how beloved these festivals are. We modern day pagans and neo-pagans don't necessarily walk our cattle or sheep through the smoke of our bale fires these days. We recognize Beltane mainly as a fertility Sabbath due to the Earth's increased fertile energy this time of year. We honor the Earth's ability to renew herself. And so do humans. We basically replicate ourselves through sex, and the result is our children. And animals do the same thing. We celebrate and honor this magic at Beltane through sex. To quote the blog, The Seasoned Soul, Quote, our modern culture has developed such a warped, twisted, very complicated view of sex. Instead of honoring sex, our culture views it as shameful, immoral, something to keep hidden away. It's not something that's commonly discussed, let alone celebrated in modern culture. Beltane reminds us that sex is not only a crucial component of life, it is sacred this is a powerful time of year to reclaim and to reconnect with your own sexual energy, not simply for the power sex has to create new life, but also for the pleasure it brings. Sex is an amazing and sacred part of life. It's an opportunity to experience deep, transcendent, overwhelming pleasure. Beltane is a time to celebrate all the pleasures of being alive." End quote. 
Today, deific pagans celebrate the folklore that the god, whom the goddess gave birth to at Yule, has now achieved his full godlike potential and is mature enough to court the goddess who gave birth to him at Yule so that they may become lovers. Don't think about that too much or for too long. It will bend your brain in ways that might be irreparable. Celebrating Beltane at a huge festival is truly a magical event, and I really, truly hope everybody who wants to experience a Beltane festival gets to do so in their lifetime. But not everybody's able to attend a Beltane festival during a pandemic, especially. So if you're not a covener, if you're celebrating Beltane solo this year, here is a super simple, quick Beltane ritual for one that can easily be adapted to accommodate more than one person or a whole family, for instance, if you celebrate together. Your Beltane altar might include some symbols of the wild hunt, like some ethically harvested antlers that you found that were shed in the woods. If you have them, those are perfect for your Beltane altar. So are flowers, wildflowers especially. Those are perfect. Greenery is also wonderful, like leaves, pine needles, vine, if you are a deific pagan or witch, meaning if you do have matron and or patron deities, a representation of your chosen deity or deities would also be perfect on your altar, as would a couple of candles. Green is a great and appropriate color for your Beltane altar to represent growth, but so is red because <clears throat> sexy time. But like I always say, white will do the trick if it's what you've got. It's all about your intent. You might also consider celebrating Beltane by honoring the sacred feminine in your ritual. You would celebrate the goddess as a mother goddess and celebrate your own femininity and fertility if you are of a fertile age or if you just want to honor yourself for having been fertile in your past. Adorn your altar with whatever it is you'd like to represent Beltane. And if you're going to burn incense, make sure you have a censer and something to light your incense with. Just do what you would normally do for one of your rituals. And if you're unsure of how to set up your ritual altar, you can listen to Season 1, Episode 32, Setting Up Your Altar with guest Shiva Honey. If you're unsure of how to cast a circle or perform a ritual, I'll do a pretty in-depth episode on circle casting and ritual soon. But for now, you can click on the link in this episode's description. It should direct you to Learn Religion's Instructions for Casting a Circle. For this ritual, I'd recommend having something on your altar like a flower pot or a vessel filled with potting soil and some sort of seedling. You don't really need gardening tools if you don't want to schlep out all of your trowels and gloves to your altar. You can really do this with just your bare hands. Put your hands in the dirt, in the soil. Feel that soil and bless that dirt in the flower pot to be fertile and nourishing for your seedling. Dig a hole in that dirt in your flower pot just using your hands the size of the plant's roots and the dirt surrounding it in its current container. Now bless your seedling as well. Touch it gently and imbue it with your energy and encourage it to grow tall, to reach toward the sun. When you're ready and everything is sufficiently and generously blessed by your hand and your intent, 
lower that seedling into the hole you dug in the dirt in your flower pot. Cover the hole. Make sure your seedling is securely in its new home and give it a very slight press into the soil. Make sure to water this Beltane seedling and take care of it. You've just performed the great rite with your dirt and your plant. Logistically, it's really no different from the goddess and the god of the pagan lore of Beltane. And it's no different than lowering an athame into a chalice while stating, as the chalice is to the female, so is the athame to the male. And then lowering the athame into the chalice to symbolize the great rite. The great rite, if you're unfamiliar, is sexual intercourse with a pretty name. Traditionally performed by a high priest and high priestess of a coven. It can also be performed by you, with whatever partner or partners you choose. It can also be performed by yourself. Masturbation is absolutely also the great rite. It is the raising of energy. But back to the part about the chalice being the female and the athame being male. Mm. I'll get to that part after the rest of this ritual. I'm bringing it up. Make sure to give an offering to your deities and all the quarters if you've invited them to your ritual. Pull down your circle as you normally would and then dismiss any entities or spirits, ancestors or deities with your gratitude and make sure to baby your seedling as well. Now, what I was talking about a moment ago, the genderization of altar tools seems to be kind of old school these days. The pagan altar and altar tools specifically are set up and recognized to be gendered as a male or female. For example, the athame is male, the chalice is female. There is a god candle and a goddess candle that is a dude and a chick. The cauldron is considered female and the wand is considered male. But what about the altar representations for non-binary folks? transgender folks, third gender folks, gender queer folks, or gender fluid folks? Where is the representation for those pagans and witches? I'm interested in producing an episode about the gendering in witchcraft, especially the pagan altar. So that might be coming soon to a podcast platform near you. Paganism and witchcraft should always be inclusive, even welcoming, to folks of all gender identities, and these folks should have just as much open representation as cis folks do. One more thing, and Beltane related, if you're in the area of Painesville, Ohio, check out the event called Local Love Fest. My listener Rachel White will be there vending at her booth called Witch and Kitchen Rituals, selling her handmade ritual items and altar tools, April 30th and May 1st. Best Beltane, y'all. Show some love to small businesses and buy handmade if you can instead of mass produced. If you go to local Love Fest and you see Rachel's booth, Witch and Kitchen Rituals, make sure and tell her Molly sent you. There's a brand new episode every Wednesday. And as always, if you have questions or comments about this or any other episode of this podcast, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Wear your goddamn fucking mask already. Get vaccinated if you can, as soon as you can. May you never hunger and may you never thirst. As above, so below. If you liked it, tell a friend and subscribe. 
Beltane blessings to those of us in the Northern Hemisphere and Samhain blessings to those of you in the Southern Hemisphere. I'm Molly Dyer. This is Witchcraft Off the Beaten Path. 